Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Speaking of records where nine wins will be uh, a, a great success, we move to the NFC South here. Um, yeah. We start off in the basement. We'll, we'll climb up the stairs a bit. The Buccaneers, we are giving them three or four wins. Um, yeah. They just lost Ryan Jensen for the year. Um, one of the notes I had was like their line was good when it was healthy, but now it's already falling apart. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Godwin and Evans, really good duo. Yeah. They've still got some talent on defense for sure, even if some of it's past his prime. They've got a young front seven that I'm intrigued by with, uh, I'm going to call him JTS, uh, Tryon, Shoinka, and Kansi, and Hall, who should get a little better this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like somewhat like the Broncos were last year, where like a lot of their games are just gross. Yeah, their defense is still very strong. They still have Shaq Barrett, Levante David, JTS is good, Vita Vea. Like drafted Kalijah Kansi, yeah. Even their so, secondary is not bad. Yeah, I, I could see them just being gross. Um, obviously the trap doors and that are like you know the O line if they just can't get shit going and teams just kind of rail them and the defense tuckers out and can't hold up. Um, or you know like if the offense actually clicks more than we thought earlier in the off season, it was like oh Baker's not really separating himself from Trask, and then we saw preseason games. It's like okay, it's definitely gonna be Baker. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't think it's... I'm not really looking for a Seahawks-type thing. I feel like that's an incorrect assessment because the Seahawks had a good coach. And yeah. Gino was clearly the guy. And there was a lot more than meets the eye. Uh, I, I had to go for the rhyme <laughs> there. Um, I, I think we're going to see multiple quarterbacks this year just because at a certain point you lose so many games, you try a different quarterback. Um, but I will say there are probably like four or five games that... If the Bucks are, like, I'll say, if they're, like, 20% better than I think they'll be, and they catch some teams on the right weeks, they could, like, easily flip some of these games that I'm not giving them, so. Yeah, I mean, Todd Bowles always usually gets around, like, six or so wins. Yeah, the problem is they have Todd Bowles as their head coach. Uh, yeah. Todd Bowles, great DC, awful head coach. I'm so, You know, that's a big reason for the record that we've given them. Is yes, just... also that. They have talent, but their coaches uh, is basically a lame duck at this point. They're Quack. bridge quarterbacking, lame ducking head coach to wait for next year so they can draft a quarterback and get a new coach. Yeah, they're they're kind of in the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes. Yep. So I, I, I meant to look at this earlier. I was going to look at the guys that Baker's been good with like as far as receivers go. Because I've heard a lot of like back and forth on if it'll be Mike Evans or Godwin who work out better, and I don't like. I feel like the consensus is Godwin, but like I'm not really sure if that's correct. I don't know. I do think Kate Otten has viability. Uh huh. Because he did target Njoku a lot. Yeah, like I'm looking through who Baker's meshed with, like because he and Odell didn't mesh together. Not not to say that Godwin and Odell are like 
similar, like, you know, ceiling level, but, like, they're kind of, like, similar style, I think. And so, like, if Baker couldn't work with Odell, like, you know, maybe he, he and Godwin don't work out quite right. Whereas yeah. I, th- I think Evans could kind of compensate some of his accuracy issues. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little little tough, and I, I agree K-Dotten could end up being a big part of it. Um, I do but, think Trask will like Evans more. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, if I mean, if he liked... Um, <laughs> who was it tony right yeah yeah it's just well, I, I don't know i don't know if tony's more like evans or godwin well trask is like an immovable tree that can just sort of launch the ball um kind of like if you took carson wentz and just stapled his feet to the ground oh no <laughs> and he'd, he'd sprain both ankles right that's what that's so i see him just sort of launching it to evans for big gains i don't know i i just have a lot of questions yeah it's gonna it's gonna be tough year for the bucks um before i move to the saints i do want to say uh i've heard i've heard some positive positive stuff about sean tucker he's been starting to get some first team work so yes, let's go um yeah like the running back room is pretty much just rashad white and even then it's just rashad white so <laughs> like I mean, he he could overtake Rashad White if he's not efficient enough. So, someone to keep an eye on for sure on waivers. Uh, if if you're not in league with me and I haven't grabbed him already, because um. <laughs> just real quick, you and I were really high on Tucker, and then the draft happened, and he didn't get drafted. Yeah, right? he had the, like a heart issue or something like some me- medical come right. up, and he's it he's was... been playing in the preseason, so he's good to go. <laughs> We're like, he's like one of our top five running backs, and then he doesn't get drafted, and we're like, what the fuck? And then it turns out he had a heart condition, um, so he did not get drafted, which I think, I'm that's kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I guess, I guess it's because he's a running back. It's probably why the teams are like, oh, we don't want to risk this, but. I mean, if you draft a running back basically outside of the first round, it doesn't. They don't even make much money in the first round <laughs> with the running back nowadays, yeah. Speaking of JT, yeah, J- JT will be a- another episode. We'll see how that resolves. I guess he has till Tuesday, right, to find a trade partner. We'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, keep keep an eye on Sean Tucker for sure. But um, moving on to the Saints here, you have them at ten wins. I've got them at eight, maybe seven, but probably I'll, I'll say eight. Um, I feel like I'm a little low on them. Listen, am I a hater? Am I biased against the Saints? Yeah, I hate them, but. I, th- I think I'm being reasonable here. Um, so there, there's three out-of-division games that you could give them and put them at 10 or 11 wins. There might be one I switched. So I, I think they could definitely get to 10 wins for sure. I think those are probably the games we're split on. Um, I don't. I didn't give them any division sweeps, although I think I think giving them a Tampa sweep's fair. So, like, you know, maybe like they could get to 11 wins and that would win this division. But I think that's the best case. I think eight's more realistic than 11 personally just because of we know Kamara's gonna miss three games one of those games is Tennessee week one and that's a toss-up game that it gives Tennessee I'm like without Kamara I think Frable cannot coach Dennis Allen and that, that's exactly what I was gonna say I'm like put Mike Frable and Dennis Allen in a room together and see who comes out like my money is on Vrabel yeah whether that's <laughs> coaching or a fight for sure um <laughs> Yeah, I think Dennis Allen's a limiting factor here. Like, also, also the O line. Um, if because they they signed, I can't remember who it was, but they signed someone who instantly tore their quad. Um, yeah. 
they have so they have good starters, but their tackles are like if they lose a tackle, they are absolutely fucked. Um, they have a really good starting five with yeah. no depth. Uh, basically, well, that's that's a fair amount of league. So we, we talk a lot about line depth, and a lot of teams don't have any. But there are definitely some teams that have like one. If you, if you have a depth tackle, you're ahead of like most of the league. If you have yeah. two linemen depth, you're like one of the best. So it's 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 rare to have good depth, but they've got no starters. Like no one after the starters. I mean, so if one of those guys gets hurt, it could get ugly just because we so we know we know how Carr is under pressure. Not really his thing. <laughs> um, I think he's a really good fit with the receiving core here, but yeah. I don't know. Like, is he better than Andy Dalton? Yes. But is it by enough of a margin that I'm like, oh, they instantly turn into a double-digit one team? Like, eh, I don't know. So, I, I, there are definitely a couple wins. Like, I think it's the uh, the AFC South ones that I didn't give them that. If I just give them wins over Houston and Indy, Indy which I think I should probably give them Houston, but we'll see. Um, then that gives them 9-7. and seven, But Yeah, I did give them that one. Yeah, I, I feel like... I am going to be hard on the Saints because one, I hate them, and two, <laughs> uh, it's Dennis Allen. And um, okay, so let's tiny, tiny side right here. Matt Ryan, I shot on him super hard in his last year as a Falcon, and then I, I kind of, I kind of walked back on that. And then we saw how ass he was with the Colts, and I'm like, no, okay, I was fucking right about Matt Ryan. I've watched this <laughs> motherfucker too many times, and I've seen his decline. Um. So I'm not saying Derek Carr is declining, but I know Derek Carr's limitations. Like, and I think that being on the Raiders has masked that a bit in the sense of one, they've had a lot of good old lines, and two, it's just the fucking Raiders. Like, no one expects anything of the Raiders. So when the Raiders are bad, everyone's not like, oh, it's Derek Carr's fault. Like, but sometimes it is. So I I, I think we're gonna see times where they're actually people are actually caring about them and watching them more, where we see Car get pressured and we're like oh wait it's still Derek Carr who's fine but not <laughs> elite so I, th- I think they're gonna get figured out I guess is where I'm going and that's probably my where my take meshes in is I expect them to not be bad but just have a really predictable boring offense I copy pasted literally like so for the Bucks, I wrote, honestly, I could be way undervaluing this team, but as long as Bowles is the head coach, I just can't see past that. And then I took that and I put it on the Saints and put, honestly, I could be way undervaluing this team, but as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach, I just can't see past that. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no faith in Dennis Allen. And that's why, like, I gave him 10-7 and 7 because I think realistically – they probably have one of the more complete teams in the NFC South, and they really should win the division, even though they've lost a good amount of pieces over the years. Um, like, their defense is still okay, but it's I, – I look at it and I see holes in certain places. Yeah, they're relying uh, on, like, four or five guys to really carry, I think. Pretty much, yeah. It's Cameron Jordan, uh, Demario Davis, who's getting old. Sorry. Yeah. But he's getting older. Yeah. Uh, Tyron Matthew, and then I, Marcus May is. I mean, he was cut by the Jets guys. Like, let's not. He's not that great. And, and Marshawn Lattimore. Are Are we in? Uh, what's What's the year pattern for? What Are we in a good year or a bad year for Lattimore? 
for Lattimore. I don't know. Actually. Is, is it odd number of years are bad? I forget how his thing works now. Let's see. Uh, I think we're in for a good year. I think his odd years are better. I I want to say he's odd year. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's actually like it, it's mostly it's a joke. But <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's it's a correlation, not causation, that we're just going to mention because it's funny. Yeah. Um, and obviously, him and Mike Evans are always a fun time. Oh God, yeah, I can't wait for that. But yeah, Derek Carr, Chris Olave, that's a fun matchup. Um, they have talent. I gave him 10 wins, but I'm not, I'm sorry. Dennis Allen's just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. He and Jalen Johnson are apparently meshing well, which makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, I mean, he's going to like Shahid. Carr always has some random motherfucker. He likes chucking deep balls too. And that's going to be Shahid. And then as long as Thomas is healthy, I feel like he'll like him in like a Crabtree esque way, but I don't know how long it's going to last, slash, has he just lost a step by now? So, we'll see. But, speaking of has he lost a step by now, we go to the uh, Panthers who have Adam Thielen now. Uh, and uh, he, even if he's lost a step, I think, we're, I think we're counting on him being kind of a security blanket for, for Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, the receive, like the same record, yeah. Yeah, we both have about 7-10. I think the, rec- the receiving core is honestly the biggest knock on them for me. Um, yeah. Like if they still had DJ Moore, which obviously they can't with Bryce, but let's 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 have an imagination here on this. Like if they still had DJ Moore and also had Bryce Young, this would be a winning team, I think. The problem is that the receiving group is just Thielen, Shark, and Mingo. It would and, be another win at least, maybe two or three. Yeah, like the problem is that they're gonna go up against teams where they're just not getting enough from this group, I think. Now, if if Mingo ends up awesome, that could change a lot. Um, I know we both love Bryce Young. Hayden Hurst is solid. We did like but... what we saw out of Mingo and thought he was an underrated wide receiver. Yeah. So if he if he turns it on quickly, then you know we could be looking at a better team. But go to a line, good defense. So uh, how are you feeling about the Panthers here? Yeah, I mean, I kind of equate this to when the Bengals took Burrow. Um, they have a solid young defense. They have a few holes on the defense in a couple places. For them, it's the linebacking unit. Um, but their front and their secondary is very good. So that's fun. It's also very young. Um, I, we both think Bryce Young is really, really special mentally. Yeah. Uh, he's already like grasped the playbook and made changes to it and talked to his coaches, which is phenomenal. The guy just has a football IQ off the charts. Yeah. Um, the biggest brain, even if not the yeah. biggest body. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I put them around 7 and 10. That just kind of seems right. They're not going to be an easy out because I don't think their offense is going to make that many mistakes, even with a rookie. I just don't think it's going to have a whole lot of flash yet. They don't have a whole lot of playmakers for receivers. Um, but their O-line is okay. It's not bad. They've been building it up and good young defense. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's a shame the Panthers always have quarterbacks I like because I love Cam <laughs> Newton. We we obviously like Teddy. Like I love Bryce Young. It makes me sad that the Falcons don't have Bryce or a Rich or someone. Um, it's just Ritter there. But yeah, I think the Panthers are going to be one of those teams where um, a team with a good O line is going to be able to handle the defense. But yes. if we see 
a sketchy receiver group or a sketchy O-line. Basically, like, their defense is going to be able to beat up on meh offenses, but I think either strong running games or good offenses are going to be able to be like, okay, this defense is fine, but, like, you're not, you're not elite, so... Like I could, like I think they'll be um, opportunistic and beat up on sloppy offenses too. Yeah, I think sloppy is a good way to put it. Yeah, you know, like ones that are very risky. Like take the Jags for instance. I did give the win to the Jaguars, but if their O line is beat up at that point in the year, and we've got risky Pug Deterson down there, <laughs> that could be a Panthers win for sure. Yeah, and. Like, the Falcons who are about to get to, like, I think they'll match up well against them, too, given some of the stuff we talked about. So, the Panthers are, and there's a, there's a couple teams in, in the NFC that are like this, are more of a 2024, like, keep an eye on them. But, like, if if Bryce Young is just, like, instantly amazing right away in this division, like, that could carry them. Like, he's, yeah. like, he's the best quarterback in this division already, I would say, like... I like Carr, like, but I would say I would take Bryce Young over Carr, like, right now. Yeah, I probably would, too, unless it's, like, a game of pig or something <laughs> with a football. Yeah, like... He's, yeah. he's really good when no one's coming at him. <laughs> Carr, that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's that's the thing. If, if, like, if Bryce Young is awesome right away and clearly the best quarterback in this division, that could actually be enough here, so... Moving to the Falcons, though, who um, we mentioned their strong run game. That's going to be their identity. You've got them at 10 and 7. Uh, I, yeah. I give them 7 or 8 wins. Um, I think my run I have on them would put them winning the division or about winning it. Um, I, I have it as a pretty weak division overall. Like I think I have 8 wins winning it. I, I, I probably ends up being 9 or 10. But the... So, the Falcons are interesting here because Ritter is not special but I don't think you need to matter yeah I don't think you need to be special here um like he's not the long-term starter for them I imagine like this processing is just not there um but the offense is kind of built so that it's not a big deal like I I I see after watching their games last year I kind of see more why they went with Ritter over Malik Willis as like, okay, this guy can kind of run our offense because he's basically, I mean, it, it's it's a, uh, a Titan style offense with Tannehill. Like Tannehill kind of thrive there. He can move. He can he can progress a bit more like through reason process more than Ritter can. But if Ritter can just be like Tannehill or so, maybe not like full on Tannehill, that that could be enough for this team to get you know eight wins. I think he get. I think he could be more accurate than Mariota. That's a super low bar. But the, the degree to which he beats that bar is to be determined. But I, I think he can end up being pretty accurate when he's not pressured a ton. And so line's pretty good. So I think that'll help him out a lot. Um, but that's that's kind of where the concern comes in is like, okay, on these deeper routes, does he have the time to, to hit those? Um, the, the, the practice clips have been a little concerning. We've seen just a lot of misses again. But if he's not missing wide open pits and london like mariota was okay we're in for a better year but i mean this this offense is gonna be running they got Bijan for a reason they brought in Jonu to block more so and then the the defense i think like we're looking similar to last year like run funnel yes but it's better it's a better defense they added guys um that i think will help with that that's probably the thing 
that I think is probably being underrated is I do think their defense is pretty solid because they have Calais Campbell and Grady Jarrett, which is awesome. Uh, even if they're older, I mean, yeah, they're still really good. Their secondary is great because they added Jesse Bates, but they already have AJ Terrell, who's the best press corner in the league. And I was really excited for Okuda on this team because that's what he did really well. And they could run a full press scheme with Okuda. He got hurt, but it doesn't look like it's season ending, thankfully. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen any is... updates since then. It's been like three weeks, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I think that he'll be back within the first month of the regular season. If I had to guess, maybe like four or five weeks. But... You know, Could be sooner, who knows? That, that sucked that he got hurt. I was really looking forward to that. But offensively, so I don't really believe in Desmond Ritter. And I know I picked this team to go 10-7. and 7, um, But I honestly, legitimately think at a certain point it's going to be Taylor Heineke's team. And I think that Taylor Heineke can do really well with this offense. It's funny because <laughs> they're so different, too. I just, like, he scrambles well, and he fights for his yardage. He's good at handing the ball off, which is really good when your team wants to run 40 times a game. But yeah, this team, they have a good O-line. Uh, I don't think you need to necessarily be super accurate with, like, you have to be better than Mariota, basically, but you're talking about like lobbing balls up to six foot five Drake London and six foot six Kyle Pitts, like just throw it high, and that way it doesn't get picked, and it's almost certainly gonna get caught by one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I think the difference on Heineke and Ritter is like on versus off schedule. If stuff stays on schedule, I think Ritter might have an edge, but. If, if it gets off schedule, like, at all, then I'd rather have Heineke. Um, yeah. I, I know it's it's a bit... Uh, if you dig into the stats, because we did this with, like, once in Heineke, like, some of the stats where there, it was, like, pressured, not pressured. It was kind of weird, but I can't remember what it was, but there was one area where, like, Heineke was, like, actually really, really good, and I wish I could remember off the top of my head what it was, but it, like, tracked with how we perceived his game. So... I mean, we see him scramble, set, launch, and I think that would make sense here. If like, okay, they're like, if if they're getting to the quarterback and Ritter is just pump getting, like that, I feel like that, yeah, that's when Heineke comes in and just like, okay, get it to get it to these big guys. Yep. But yeah, I, for me, they have, in my opinion, one of the better coaches in the division. Do they have probably the best coach in the division? Yeah. Looking at it. I like their defense, and I like that they have a run game. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but we're going to see the run game come back to dominate. And it might be this year. It might be next year. I mean, they're set up, too, with Bijan and Algier and Patterson, like, <laughs> yeah. and a fullback with Key Smith. So, yeah, they're they're ready. Like, the only their only receiver, basically, is Drake London. So they're going to be running. Yeah, that's... If London gets hurt, this team is kind of fucked, though, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. That that would be a bummer. But let's 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 pray that doesn't happen. 